Hey, good morning. It's a Tuesday morning. I hope you're doing well today and having a, a good start to your, your morning today. It's always good to get together in the mornings and I reflect upon Scripture together as we start our day. So it's uh, my joy to be with you now as we uh, dig into the readings uh, for today. Uh, today is an interesting day in the life of the church. It's one that I hadn't really known much about until I was doing some reading about today. So I wanted to kind of share with you some stuff I, I learned in getting ready for a reading. Today is a, a day that's called Candle Mass. It's a day that I, I never really have, I guess I've just never paid attention to it, honestly. Um, I was, um, I saw something mentioned about yesterday online on on a Twitter account that I follow. And so I was reading about this morning. Today is, if you start counting from Christmas, today's the 40th day past Christmas. And in the Jewish tradition, uh, a a new mother was to be basically being semi, basically quarantined, not really, but basically supposed to kind of stay away from everyone for everything for 40 days. Then at the end of 40 days, she was supposed to come um, to the uh, to the temple to um, to basically, um, uh, if you go back to the Old Testament, God originally had um, required the firstborn of every family to be a priest. And then it became, he said, I will instead take the entire tribe of Levi as my priest. And uh, every firstborn child and every child was supposed to be purchased back or dedicated, if you will, at the temple. So today was the day when Jesus was brought to the temple. Going from Christmas, 20, 40 days from Christmas, candle mass was the day that Jesus would have been presented in the temple. And this is the this is what we see happening in Luke. This is what's happening, specifically happening in Luke, um, verse 2, 22 through, um, through 38, when uh, Mary and Joseph go to the temple with Jesus and Simeon and Anna um, sing their songs of praise. So uh, today I wanted to re- briefly read to you uh, Simeon's song of praise that he sang when he met Jesus in the temple in Luke chapter chapter 2, verses um, 28 through... Um, I'll read 28 through uh, 35. Simeon took him into his arms and praised him, saying, Master, you are now dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, <clears throat> I've seen your salvation, which you have prepared for the, in the presence of all peoples, a light to the re- revelation to the Gentiles, and for your glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed the child, destined, uh, blessed the, blessed the child, and said to his, mo- his mother Mary, "The child is destined for the falling and the rising of many of Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul, too." Um, so Simeon had been waiting, if, if you would have, if we would have read before this, you would have said that, seeing that this, the Spirit had promised Simeon that he would not die, basically, until he had, he had witnessed the Messiah who had come. So Jesus has now come, Simeon now, um, Simeon now has, has met Jesus. And that's why he says in verse 29, Master, you are now dismissing your servant in peace. You have, you have given me the gift of the promised Messiah that you promised to me that you would give me. So, um, so Simeon now has seen the Messiah and he has, uh, he has, um, has, um, given praise to God and, uh, worship Jesus and sang the song of praise 
for Jesus' birth. And so I, I want to real quick look at what his song says and then what he says to Mary. He says, Master, you're now dismissing your servant in peace. My eyes have seen your salvation. My salvation is not just... Um, I think sometimes we struggle with our faith. We, we look at it so metaphorically that we don't actually understand the practical reality of it. My eyes have seen your salvation. What is, who has he seen? He's seen Jesus. Jesus is salvation. Jesus is salvation. Jesus is salvation. That works. Not theology. Not ideology. Not any of these things. My eyes have seen your salvation. My eyes have beheld Jesus. If we're making our salvation by anything other than Jesus, we're getting it wrong. And we're getting it wrong. I mean, there's some good stuff out there. But if our salvation is about anything other than Jesus, then we're missing the point of what salvation is. My eyes have seen your salvation. Which you prepared the presence of all your peoples. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. Through Jesus, all the world will know. Through Jesus, all the world will feel its worth. Through Jesus, all the world will come to know the goodness of God. Gentiles will be welcomed into the family. Jews will see the glory of God. You know, it's so beautiful to see the church moving forward from here as we get into Paul's work and Paul's ministry where he he, he brings the Gentiles. Uh, I love the, the phrase in later in the New Testament where it says we are engrafted branches, that we have been brought into the, the vine of Christ um, and that we uh, are now part of the story of God's faith going back to to Abraham uh, that the Old Testament is our story uh, it is our legacy of faith and so God has brought us into the family a light that relates to the Gentiles and a glory to your people Israel uh, we, we, we can't understand Jesus apart from his Jewishness if you want to truly understand the ministry and life of Jesus if you really want to understand so much of the New Testament you have to understand the history of the Old Testament I mean we um, I've heard people say throughout the years, you know, we're New Testament people. Yeah, we are New Testament people, no doubt. But, I mean, that'd be like saying, you know, I, <clears throat> you know, I just I just only like Return of the Jedi. You know, well, okay, great. But if you only, if you only like Return of the Jedi, then you're really going to struggle to understand who Obi-Wan Kenobi is and why he's such a big deal to Luke. Well, don't you love it? Don't you love it when I, when I uh, pull out my Star Wars references and just shove them into the Bible? Um, but if you only have watched Return of the Jedi... And don't care about Empire Strikes Back or A New Hope, then it's, you're not going to get the fullness of the story. If you don't understand the Jewishness of Jesus and understand the huge impact of the Old Testament upon Jesus, upon Paul, and frankly upon me and you, then we're missing half the story. So Jesus is a light to the Gentiles and a glory to the field of Israel. That God's light shining for all who wish to bask in it. But then he tells Mary, um, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Um, Mary is quite the example of faith. And I think that's why Mary's story is so important for us to know. And I think that's why her response when the angel comes is so important. Because the angel comes to her and tells her that she's going to be with a child. And this child will save the people from their sins. And Mary says to the angel, let it be unto me according to that word. Mary didn't first say, well, hey, let me see how this plays out. Um, that sounds cool. I would very much like um, to be part of this, but 
let me first kind of give it a test run, run the flag of the flagpole, see what happens. Let me think about it a little bit, you know. So, so this is cool. I like Gabriel. I like your idea. It's a good idea. Let me just kind of run it past some people first. What did Mary say? Let it be unto me according to your, to your word. Mary believed. And I think that's the common bond here between Mary, between Simeon, and between Anna, who also gives a prophecy following this. All three of these people had faith. Simeon and Anna had faith to wait. Mary had faith to anticipate. But we see that faith is often challenging because as Simeon said, a sword will pierce your own soul as well. So today, know that God is at work and that God wants to use me and you for great things. He has plans for us that may seem hard, that may seem challenging, that may seem like we can't do, that may seem too much for us, that may not even be something we want to do. But they're for our good and for the good of other people. God has you where he has you. God is doing with you what he's doing with you for a purpose. God used Mary. God used Simeon. God used Anna. All of them to testify to the goodness of Jesus Christ and to his salvation. So today, um, let's be like Simeon. Let's be like Simeon. It's easy. Just think Just think if he'd chosen to sleep, sleep, sleep in that day. Oh, I'm tired. It's. I'm not going to go to the temple today. You know, it's been a long week. I'm going to take a day off. You know, miss Jesus. It's very easy for us to uh, miss Jesus sometimes. Simeon looked, and Simeon saw, and Simeon experienced. So today, um, let's look for Jesus. Let's look for Jesus with all that we do, and we're going to find him. So um, I'm thankful for Simeon, for his patience, for his prophecy, for Jesus Christ, what he does for me and you. And I'm thankful for the way that you and I get to be like that. You get to point others to him today. So have a great day today. Hope you have an awesome Tuesday. Uh, stay warm out there. And uh, we'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning as we study God's Word together. Have a great day.